Let's enjoy this ongoing message by Sam Adeyemi. All right, let's continue our discussions on marriage. Right, Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16, New Living Translation. Galatians 5, 16, New Living Translation. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Wow. I'll say it again. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. This is the Holy Spirit and marriage number four. Okay, so let's start this way. <laughs> I watched my parents eat from the same plate while I was growing up for decades, right? <laughs> for many years, they both ate from the same plate. And honestly, it's such a beautiful thing to watch. When, when you think about it, just think about uh, how it compels conversation. <laughs> I mean, if, if you're quarreling, <laughs> but you've got to eat together anyway. <laughs> and it doesn't take that long before you have to eat a meal. And, and Okay, so you have to eat together, right? <laughs> so it doesn't allow for uh, too long a span of time before you talk, okay? <laughs> before you talk over issues. Um, okay, so should I make a confession? <laughs> I don't like to eat from the same plate <laughs> with other people. <laughs> I mean... And that was before I got married, okay? It's just been me. Um, and it's not because I'm stingy and I don't like to share my food with people. Actually, I could give you the whole plate to eat. The point is that I eat slowly. So I get cheated. <laughs> okay? Ah, so I eat slowly. Uh, Eating fast has its advantages. Eating slow has its disadvantages. Uh, eating fast has, has advantages. Eating slow has advantages. Eating fast has disadvantages. Eating slow has disadvantages. But, um, so I found this, this, the advantage in eating slow, right? And one, you masticate, you chew the food very well, which aids the digestion. Secondly, you don't get to eat a lot <laughs> because when food hits the stomach, it takes time for the nerves in the stomach to get the message to the brain that you're full, <laughs> that the stomach is full, <laughs> okay? So if you eat slowly, then the message has already gotten to the brain by the time you get halfway or two-thirds of the way. Good? Does that explain something? Okay, no, let's not go there. Okay, <clears throat> so the point here is that there are differences you know, in marriage. Before we get married, um, the differences attract. Honestly, we're talented, we're gifted, we're wired by God in unique ways. But he's not put everything into one person, okay? Because he did not create a rival for himself. 
So it's like he shared himself out in us all. And it is when we come together. Can you see why it is not good for one person to be alone? It's when we come together, okay, that we see God in manifestation. Now what happens is when you see somebody else doing with ease what you find it difficult to do, to you what they're doing is magic. Honestly, it just trips you. So the person that is designed to talk, that doesn't keep anything inside, I mean, <laughs> designed to talk with ease, sees the person that can keep quiet. I mean, for 30 straight minutes, listening or one hour, honestly, it's magic. <laughs> and then the one that keeps everything inside and finds it difficult to bring it out, you know, sees the person that speaks with ease, is charming, you know, friendly, cheerful. It, it's pure magic. Good. So when you fall in love, you know, when there is what we call chemistry, right? <laughs> and dopamine is running in the brain and coloring our thinking. There's attraction. And then we get married, right? And then after we get married, we begin to see the other side of the differences, okay? <laughs> ah, that there are weaknesses too, to every temperament. Every temperament has weaknesses. So, so we then begin to experience the differences and that causes irritation and that causes tension. Mm. So the big question then is, what do we do? Um, I mean... This beautiful couple, you know, many years ago, you know, experienced something close to this, this issue of eating, right, from the same plate. They decided to eat from the same plate, right? Like I said, my parents did. And, and like I said, it's just so beautiful, a thing, honestly, in cultivating love. However, this was honeymoon. This was the very first week of marriage. And then they were eating from the same plate. And then somebody fled up. And it was like, why do you do things all the time? Why? And the other person said, what? <laughs> I've been watching you. I've been, each time we sit down to eat, the first thing you go for is the meat. And by the time we <laughs> don't eat it, you finish the meat. I barely find any meat to eat. It's not fair. It's not fair. It's cheating. <laughs> and then <laughs> it became a row because honestly, that was absolutely not the intention of the other person. It was absolutely not. It just so happened that people eat their food differently. Honestly, if, if you did not grow up in Nigeria, you may not even understand what I'm saying. <laughs> Because in some parts of the world, honestly, the protein is the food and then the carbohydrate or whatever and the vegetables, that's the science. If you grow up like most people in Nigeria or Africa do, the carbohydrate is the food. <laughs> the protein is the side. It's just a small piece of meat, for example, <laughs> when it's meat. Okay, so part of the sign that you're moving on, breaking free, from poverty is the fact that you're able to eat more meat or more pieces of it. So just to help you to understand how painful it can be when you have, say, maybe four pieces of 
meat on the food and somebody takes three. Man. Okay. So, but what, what am I trying to say? The scenarios begin to happen every single day. Practically every issue, the differences begin to show up. So how do we handle those differences? How, how do we handle the emotions that come with them, the frustration, the irritation that comes with them? How are you dealing, okay, with the frictions that come from those differences? Or should I say, how will you deal with them if you're not married yet? How are you dealing with the people around you right now and the differences that are showing up? Differences in gender, differences in background, social status, <laughs> background in terms of social status. How are you dealing with differences, you know, in terms of um, race or ethnicity, you know, different, just so many things like that. How are you dealing with those things? If you're married, the question I want to ask is, so what has marriage made of you? <laughs> if you think back to before you got married, are you a different person now? Now, if I may ask, has marriage made you better or has it made you bitter? Honestly, <laughs> because after we get married, some of us then discover some dimensions to ourselves <laughs> that we did not know was there. James chapter 1 verses 2 to 4 from the Message Bible. What challenges should do to a Christian? James 1, 2 to 4. Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed not deficient in any way. Wow. <laughs> it says, the challenges force our faith life out into the open. Who we really are on the inside. Our level of maturity. And then he says, don't run away from it. Don't run away from the situation. He says, if you run away, you'll be running away prematurely. This thing is meant to work something out of us. Hallelujah. You know, I remember what uh, a former wife of <laughs> late U.S. President Eleanor Roosevelt she said. She said, it is not the things that happen to us that hurt us. It is how we respond that hurts us. That's it. How have we been responding? And when you're doing something consistently over time, it becomes habit and it becomes part of one's character. So have we been responding well? Have we been responding like Christ will do? Has our response been Holy Spirit fueled, Holy Spirit inspired, or has it been our human nature, sinful human nature on display? This is very important. It says, don't jump out of it prematurely. Don't run away. Deal with it, okay? <laughs> and use it as an opportunity to let Christ come out of you, the Christ character be formed in you. Oh, my God. That's a huge challenge there, honestly. You, you, somebody saw, um, you know, <clears throat> a cocoon, a caterpillar in a cocoon trying to come out, right? And saw the struggle, saw it struggling, pitied it, took a, a, a blade, 
you know, and caught the cocoon so that the butterfly could come out freely. And then found out the butterfly never flew. It could not fly. The person did not realize that that struggle to come out was part of the process of growth, of development, okay? And cutting it short frustrated the development of the butterfly and it could never fly. <laughs> so if our development is not going to be frustrated, our development of Christ-like character, then we have to learn to depend on the Holy Spirit right inside the situation, right inside the challenge. And then when he teaches us what to do and we do it, that is where the growth comes from. Hallelujah. Let your responses every single day be shaped by the Holy Spirit. That's what I'm trying to say. Hear what Jesus said in Matthew 5, 38 to 48. Okay, New Living Translation. I know this is long, but I want the Bible to preach for itself. I want the Christ to speak to us today himself. Matthew 5, 38 to 48. Okay, you have heard the laws that says the punishment must match the injury. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say, do not resist an evil person. If someone slaps you on the right cheek, offer the other cheek also. If you are sued in court and your shirt is taken from you, give your coat too. If a soldier demands that you carry his gear for a mile, carry it two miles. Give to those who ask and don't turn away from those who want to borrow. You have heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. For he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and on the unjust alike. If you love only those who love you, what reward is there for that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. If you are kind only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. But you are to be perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Wow. So that's it. Don't revenge. Don't retaliate. <laughs> you know, in Nigeria, we call it do me, I do you in, in pidgin language. Okay. Somebody said an eye for an eye will eventually leave the whole town blind. Okay. Forgiveness. Yes. And Pastor Bolu was saying that, you know, during the midweek service, if you have not developed the capacity to forgive. Don't even go into marriage yet. <laughs> marriage is for forgivers. Amazing. All right. So now we realize human weaknesses destroy marriages. That's it. And we need a power beyond ourselves. We need wisdom beyond ourselves to rise beyond those weaknesses to build our marriages. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8, New King James Version, Jesus said to his disciples, but you shall receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Power comes through the Holy Spirit. It's either you're doing what the Holy Spirit wants you to do, and you get beautiful results, or you're doing what your sinful nature wants you to do, and the results are never good. Wow. So, back to Galatians chapter 5. When you disobey the Holy Spirit, you follow the inclinations of your human nature, sinful human nature. Here are the results. Galatians 5, 19 to 21, New Living Translation. Galatians 5, 19 to 21. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. 
sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like this. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Paul the Apostle is writing to Christians here. This is to Christians. When you don't rely on the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit speaks to you, you don't do what he's telling you to do. The Holy Spirit says, keep silent. <laughs> you don't. You follow the inclinations, the feelings of your sinful human nature. These are the results. In the bid to retaliate sexual immorality. Out of spite, okay? <laughs> sexual immorality. Destroying the marriage. Impurity. Lustful pleasures. Idolatry. Idolatry. Somewhere along the line, we will value our own thoughts, our own emotions over God. We will value money over God. We will value somebody's ideas, <laughs> okay, over God or advice. It's idolatry. We're not listening to the Holy Spirit. Says, this is what's going to happen. Somewhere along, you're going to value money over God. You're going to value your success over God. Idolatry, sorcery. Eventually, you'll be surprised how out of insecurity, Christians now depend on evil power and charms. You'll be amazed, okay? <clears throat> Hostility, quarreling. Hostility, quarreling, <laughs> okay? So you, you, you're angry, then you refuse to eat. Then you refuse to talk. Honestly, if there were medals given to people for keeping grudges, a lot of Christians in marriage would get medals. Some would even get gold. They'll get plaques for keeping grudges. And they brag about it. I did not say anything to her seven days. I did not say anything to him for seven days. So is that an achievement? Okay. Is, or is that what the Holy Spirit told you to do? Because that never solves any problem anyway. Right? So that's what I'm talking about. So you have the outbursts of anger. You have the selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness. Drunkenness, in the bid to manage our emotions. Alcohol comes in, then drugs also come in. <laughs> you read Galatians 5.18, the absence of the Holy Spirit is what makes room for the drunkenness. Alcohol takes its place, and drugs. Right? That's it. And it says, anyone that engages in these can't experience the God dimension. Now, if you obey the Holy Spirit... Verses 22 to 23. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There is no law against these things. Isn't that amazing? So tell me, which set of emotions and qualities build a marriage which set destroy a marriage? You obey the Holy Spirit, it will be love. <laughs> he, he says, keep quiet. The Holy Spirit will never lead you to beat your husband or to beat your wife. Yeah, I know somebody said, beat husband? Oh, sure. 
<laughs> Domestic abuse happens both ways, just that it happens more from men to women. See, Holy Spirit, what should I do? At the point at which you're feeling the anger, feeling frustrated, feeling, just remember the Holy Spirit is your shepherd. He's your shepherd. He's the Lord of your life. Can you just remember? But for the Holy Spirit, how could Jesus have looked at the people killing him and still pray for them? Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. He was operating on a higher dimension, free from bitterness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, I prophesy on every home going through a difficult time right now, everyone experiencing hurt, pain, either from marriage or from family, okay, wherever it's coming from right now, anything challenging your spirituality, challenging your relationship with God, I prophesy the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on you right now. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy infusion of strength, infusion of power into your spirit, into your mind, into your soul. I declare in Jesus' name that you will disappoint the devil. Whatever script Satan wrote, expecting you to act it out, to mess up, to say what you should not say, I declare today those scripts are torn to pieces, destroyed. You will not act Satan's script. You will act the script of God. And I prophesy the power of the Holy Spirit come, the power that raised Christ from death, Whatever Satan has brought in, delay, destruction, okay, poverty, curse, whatever it is, they are destroyed. In the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus was not shed in vain on the cross. He did not die in vain. I prophesy restoration for you. Whatever belongs to you by destiny comes to you now. I prophesy favor, blessing, good news, sound health, healing. In the name of Jesus Christ. For the one trusting God, for who to marry, I prophesy miracles. I prophesy miracles in the name of Jesus. The miracle of open eyes for you, for the person that you should be married to. Miracle of connection right now as God influences you both in the name of Jesus Christ. Those who fix their dates for wedding already, I prophesy success, peace, favor in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. I pray for the person who says, Pastor, pray with me that my relationship with God should be okay. I can't say I'm a child of God right now, I'm a sinner. Can you say this prayer after me? Just put your hand on your heart and say this prayer, Dear God, I believe that Jesus paid for my sins. I ask you to forgive me and to accept me as your child. Thank you for hearing my prayer in Jesus' name. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you for everyone that said this prayer right now. And we know the power of the Holy Spirit is on them right now. And Lord, in Jesus' name, we thank you the moment they ask that their sins are forgiven. Hallelujah. Their records are wiped clean in the name of Jesus. No, Satan has lost any claim on them right now in the name of Jesus. It's like they never committed any sin before you because of the price that Jesus paid on the cross. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you, Lord. The nature of sin is removed from them right now, and your nature has been put in them to power their lives from this moment. Father, teach them to know you personally, to cultivate a deep, intimate relationship with you. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name.